close encounters of the third kind, actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately eight to ten feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real, living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode 32. I'm your host, John Jay, with me. As always, Lauren Lance, and tonight we have Hugh Carey with us. What's going on? Yay, we're, we're back. We are back in 2020. A lot has happened, but uh, we're going to talk about important stuff tonight. So uh, I feel like you can get your news anywhere, but paranormal stuff. I think uh, we're, we're going to have a fun time tonight. We're going to be talking about uh, paranormal uh, things in the military. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. That's on our feature segment. But uh, right now we're going to talk about uh, science news. Science. Science. Um, the Dead Sea Scrolls contain genetic clues to their origins. What? Genetic clues extracted from slivers of the famous Dead Sea Scrolls are helping to piece together related scroll remnants and reveal the diverse origins of these ancient texts, including a book of the Hebrew Bible. So is it written on skin or some shit? Yep. The what? scrolls are made of sheepskin and cowskin, which retain DNA from those animals. Analyzing the DNA represents a new way to figure out which of uh, the more than 25,000 Dead Sea Scroll fragments come from the same animals, and thus likely the same documents. So that's how they're piecing them together. Oh. That's crazy. Like, okay, these puzzle pieces don't fit because this is sheepskin, and this one's cowskin, so they're separating them. Nice. Uh, findings so far suggest that the Dead Sea Scrolls reflect religious and biblical developments across southern Israel around 2,000 years ago, not just among people who lived near the caves where the scrolls were stored, as some scholars have uh, contended. So basically, because of this, they found out that the Dead Sea Scrolls are actually about events that were happening in the larger world around that time. Like and, a record-keeping. Yeah, and actually dead. Yeah, yeah, they are dead. <laughs> Those scrolls were alive yeah. <laughs> at some point, and now they're dead. Uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls consist of about 1,000 ancient manuscripts, including the earliest known versions of books of the Hebrew Bible and non-biblical religious, legal, and philosophical documents. Most scrolls and scroll fragments were found between 1947 and the 1960s. The largest set of finds comes from 11 caves near... Qumran, a site located in the Judean Desert on the Dead Sea's northwestern shore. So many researchers have surmised that the scrolls from the Qumran caves reflect the beliefs of a small Jewish sect that broke from the mainstream uh, Judaism and settled in the area. But uh, DNA evidence in the new study suggests that ideas in those documents also extended beyond the community. Interesting. So that's pretty interesting. I've always I've always been interested in the Dead Sea Scrolls because this is like this is the original shit as as far as I know. This this is the original book that 
everything else came from later on. Right. Yeah, but it's like, it's, I have the same issue with this article that I have about every single fucking article about Dead Sea Scrolls is that it's always like, they were found, or they discovered more about them. And it's like, well, what did they say? Like, I, I never read an article where it's like, this is what was written on them. And, yeah, like yeah. I've never heard someone say, well, here's a paragraph from the Dead Sea exactly. Scrolls. Exactly. That's true. I don't think they share that kind of stuff. They're yeah. like, no, nah, we don't, we don't want to... <laughs> Everybody seems a little bit hot-headed already, so yeah. we're going to go ahead and not say who's right or wrong. No, everything's going weird this year. They might as well just go all in. Like, fuck it. Yeah, lean into the conspiracy. Just exactly. make it even crazier. Yeah. It's made of lambskin. <laughs> For her pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> SpaceX's astronaut launch marks a milestone for commercial spaceflight. So, so did you guys watch this uh, launch? Yeah, actually, that was on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You're a, you guys are space people. You what? Did you watch it, Lauren? No, I no, didn't. You no. didn't watch. It? I didn't watch it either because the last time I watched one, the damn thing exploded. So I was like legit concerned. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be safe. I'll watch it after. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I was like, I want to know before I watch it if people die. Like, I want to be prepared. And like, if it if it broke, you know, it would be the heart, the, the headline of the article. Like, okay, I know I'm gonna watch death. If it now. broke. Yeah. If it broke. <laughs> if it broke. <laughs> for lack of a better term, that's yeah. a nice way to explode into like a fireball of a million pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of saying. Those those guys are dead. <laughs> well, there was no women on it, so that's why it's not exploding, right? Because the last time it blew up was like a teacher on it, right? There was a teacher on it, yeah. <laughs> it was a female teacher. That was so a space shuttle. Space is uh, they're anti women, and they're 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 not about women's rights. So. Oh damn! Yeah, that's just, the conspiracy. That's the real conspiracy. <laughs> space is. So this isn't the space shuttle, but yeah, the last yeah the last time uh, they I think it was the first test of this system. To shoot people into space is maybe like five years ago. They launched it and that thing fucking exploded. So, you was it be... a test of the rocket itself, or was it just like a uh, if they had to like escape from an exploding rocket? No, I think it was just a test of the system itself. And oh. they didn't just, it escape. Didn't ha- it didn't have anybody on it though. Oh, right, because I know they were running tests to see if they could like uh, the bulkhead or whatever that they're in the actual capsule could eject itself from an exploding ship. Okay. So I don't. I don't know if that was the same thing. That should be like one of the you know first they things they do. figure out. They now should, that I think about they it, they should yeah. just yeah. invent a spaceship that doesn't explode when you launch it. That that would be a good start. Mm-hmm. That's like that's when we're gonna be like really into space travel. Hey, Elon Musk, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Less fire. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have got on this thing unless Elon was sitting next to me. Yeah, I'm the know. only way. I'm not being the first fucking guy to do anything. I no, don't. I don't trust that. I wouldn't get on there unless pregnant ass Grimes was sitting next to me. <laughs> if she's in there carrying her like you know her baby, that all right, C3PO now I know. baby yeah, or whatever C3PO, the fuck it's called. Yeah, beep beep. Whatever the heck it is. Actually, the baby is the rocket. I think that's yeah. the secret. Oh, yeah. So spa- that, let's start that conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> SpaceX's uh, Crew Dragon space spacecraft launch at 3:22 p uh, p etd. Uh, sorry, Eastern Standard Time from the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida, on May 30th to take U.S. astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin. 
to the International Space Station. Those guys sound like astronauts. Bob Ben Ben ugh. Bob Benkin is like the least sexy alliterative name I've ever heard. <laughs> like normally that shit works, you know. It's not no, these guys definitely sound... not a good like a Neil Armstrong. Yeah, like, yeah, he's gonna represent America. Yeah, but yeah most most Bob astronauts Benkin. don't have that cool astronaut name. They have like a, like a, like they're all Dugs, you know. They're just nerds. They're all Dugs. Although Sally Ride was pretty good, right? Oh, Sally Ride. That's that's a sexy. Name. I mean that if that's a sexy astronaut name, it's definitely Sally Ride. Mm-hmm. Sally's riding into space. Did you ever? Did you see that? Uh, there's a comic that came out with a bit talking about when they sent her to space, that they gave they literally gave her 100 tampons to bring with her. No. <laughs> and not only that, but apparently they tied all the strings together. <laughs> and yeah. So so you don't lose them. Yeah. Well, you got to think 100 tampons. <laughs> She was only going in space for like four days. Oh no, yeah. And why would they send her up on her period, right? Like Yeah, that's real shitty, actually. Like God, you You're gonna be wait. the first woman in space, I, but I, it's I, gonna suck the whole time. I forget how much money it costs though. You gotta think about it though. Like like one ounce of it's like anything ten million costs like dollars 10, a pound. Ten grand to shoot into space. No, but like you know how like so when... those tampons, those were like twenty thousand dollar tampons. No, check this out though. You know like when astronauts are like in the zero gravity areas, like, oh look at this water. It's a perfect circle in the air it's like mm, really putting her up there on her period make that, that ain't tank <laughs> sally's on the rag guys <laughs> quarantine her off on well the i mean it's useful to, it's useful to know it's useful to know for future space missions you know you gotta be the first one to do it you know well i would just think you know like the this comic points out in her set is like these are literally the greatest minds of america <laughs> and they couldn't figure out, you know, how many tampons this woman could possibly actually need. So let's just let's overestimate yeah. she's gonna have a rough flow this month. <laughs> Give her one hundred of, and then tie them all together. No, maybe they were like, well, she might get bored. Like, just change them out every two minutes. So pop one in. Now that would be a like a total king. All right, moving yeah. on to some UFO news. <laughs> Jumping off the tampon talk for a minute here. Um, <laughs> If we if we can please, <laughs> Lauren and Hugh, this is tampon talk. Yeah, the problem is, is you put me in the same room with Lauren to talk about <laughs> anything. True. NASA SpaceX launch. Uh, alien hunters claim to spot UFO monitoring history. What? What? Monitoring so, history. So history was made on March 30 when NASA astronauts on a SpaceX Crew Dragon successfully launched from American soil for the first time since 2011. Uh, however, alien enthusiasts say there was another landmark in the launch, with some claiming to spot a UFO monitoring the Crew Dragon. A bright light can be seen zooming diagonally from the bottom left corner to the top right in the footage from SpaceX. Prominent conspiracy theorist Scott C. Warring I stated, love that vernacular. A prominent, prominent conspiracy <laughs> theorist. I want to be that one. He's not a low-level no, conspiracy prominent. theorist. He's yeah. up in the echelon we're, of conspiracy. We're low-level conspiracy theorists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he stated that this is 100% evidence of extraterrestrial existence and that aliens are trying to watch history being made. Mr. Waring wrote on his blog, ET Database, this is a great capture of a UFO flying past the Dragon SpaceX capsule while it was about to dock at the space station. So, yeah, there's a little, you guys see it? Yeah. Sure. A little, yeah. little dot. Little, uh, a dot I mean, a dot. I'm convinced. Yeah. 100%, that little dot, that's. 100% definitely mm-hmm. aliens. It cannot be anything else. Well, what else could it be? Space, Maybe one of them tampons got out of the... <laughs> yes! We're back! <laughs> Not letting that go. No. 
so they said it was small. It was like smaller than the capsule, so they think it's like an alien drone monitoring history. But that, to me, in the picture, it looks kind of like it's behind the rocket itself or whatever we're looking at here. So mm-hmm. it looks like it's further away. So I think it could be... There's so many artifacts that can show up in a picture. Yeah, that's true. You know? I mean, couldn't that just easily be lens flare? That's the what way, I'm saying. The way the yeah. angle of it is, it actually does... Well, now you sound like the men in black. It's just lens See, flare. See, this is why we're not prominent yeah, conspiracy well, theorists. That's me. I'm, you know what? My doubt is holding us back. Because you're not 100% certain. Yep. I want it to be aliens. I totally do. Yeah. yeah. Like I. But here's the thing. Like, why? If you're gonna fucking like go out there, if you have the ability to travel across space, do all this shit. Like, you can't cloak. You can't like be a little bit more discretionary. What if it's just like a little drone, maybe sent by time travelers from the future to document history? Okay. But like, I can get. I mean, it's possible. Could be that. Here's my question: Why do they need to go back and document it themselves? We've taken the pictures. I'm sure they're able to find those records. It's documented already. Well, I I won't answer your question, and I'll just ask another question. Oh. Then why is the government? No. (laughs) Damn. Ah, you beat me again. (laughs) That's how like so Jesse Ventura does it. Yeah, he was sent me some the guy doing a Jesse Ventura impression. I'm the governor of Minnesota. And I want to know why I can't get on this military black site. I just want to know what's going in the heart building. Like, I don't know. I I did see a video on that Instagram page I was telling you about. It's mm-hmm. called Float Universe. This guy's like totally fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> so this is too far for us. Are you guys saying that you don't believe in f- everything that Float Universe has to say? I, no, I, I only I, believe what comes out of Float Universe. No, I'm not getting a soundbite of that. I definitely don't believe. <laughs> I refuse. You can't trick me. I believe everything. I want everything to be real and it's all true and, you know. You're the opposite of a sati- nihilist. Yeah, satiate the, conspir- <laughs> the conspiratorial people and they've got it all figured out. I mean, it's possible. I've seen footage of things. Like, there's a lot of actual, like, questionable footage that you'll see on, like, History Channel or whatever, and you'll question it. But there was actually something they shared on the most recent rocket launch, and it looked like, if you see the footage, it's actually, it it looks like a mouse crawling on the, like, the bulkhead of the rocket, the fuselage or whatever it is, the the return. It's just one super unlucky squirrel. Well, and here's my thought. That thing's got to be, like... 10,000 degrees from the rocket fuel, so it can't be a mouse. And then people say, oh, it's because they're filming it in a basement somewhere and a mouse happened to get on it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, we can go anywhere with this stuff. I think it's just like the Ratatouille sequel. Like well, I don't know. I, space. You, you can't put it past a government for to, to like fake stuff like this, but this is a, well, I mean, it's a private industry, so they could be faking it to make their stock price go up. I mean, the but, government could fake it. I mean, it's well, within no, their totally. power. Well, no, totally. I've seen like China, China faked a spacewalk like maybe eight or ten years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, you could, like uh, somebody uh, found... Um, Somebody analyzed the footage and found bubbles leaking out of their uh, suits. No. They shot it in a pool with like a green screen painted on the bottom of the pool. Oh. Jesus. At least that's the working theory. But yeah, there's no bubbles in space. And you, he like he like uh, like zoomed in on it. You can clearly see bubbling coming no. out of the spacesuit. What was that um, Stanley Kubrick documentary? Oh yeah, about uh, the moon landing was being faked. What's it? Room three forty two or something. Fourteen oh nine. Whatever the name. No, of that's the, the ro- Stephen King. It was King. the name yeah. of the room in the Stephen King in movie, the, the Shining. Shining. Yeah, yeah, it's the whatever room they were in. But yeah, because apparently the did whole you see thing, that? Yes. Because Kubrick apparently supposedly directed the fake moon landing or whatever. Yeah, yeah and he let, put all these hints in all of his movies to show like this is all fake and mm. shit. Which here's the thing: that documentary, if that is true. 
that that kind of creeps me out because there is a lot of correlation with oh, what yeah. was in that no. documentary. Kind of was a little creepy. For real, no, the, like it's got me like a little bit like, damn it! Like I don't want to believe this. I really don't want. I this, but... I had heard of that documentary, but I didn't realize it was anything to do with the moon landing. Oh, oh it's so good! You gotta watch it. Apparently, The Shining is all about the moon landing. The whole thing, the, whole the way movie. it's filmed, the carpet, like the carpeting in the hallway, the with the t-shirt the, twins. the kid wears. Oh, you guys really bought into this hard, huh? <laughs> It's, uh, it doesn't take much for it, me. Yeah. <laughs> I never said I was smart or that anyone should listen to me. Either Stanley Kubrick was a genius or the asshole that made this documentary was like, I could really come up with a great story about Oh, this. yeah. Uh, maybe that's, that's genius in its own way. Right. Like, Either which way. Like, yeah. If it happened, it was genius that brought us to the moon. If it didn't, it was genius that he did it. Yeah. He faked it. And it was they a genius that... fake out the Russians. Yeah. yeah. And I, and that's like the that was like a big conspiracy that was brought up in the documentary is mm-hmm. that the Russians uh, they were trying to bankrupt the Russians mm-hmm. by going to space and if they were to spend all their resources to try to do that then they weren't able to spend it elsewhere. Yeah, I mean that's how we won the Cold War was just getting the Russians to double down on dumb shit that they were doing like yeah. like the Afghani war. Yeah, like that bankrupted the entire fucking country. Right. Yeah. And we were giving those guys money and guns the entire time. Yeah, and then that didn't turn out well for us, did it? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, sure didn't. Wasn't a long time. Stockpiling plan. arms in the Middle East, and then uh, all of a sudden we've got some problems. <laughs> we'll see what happens, yeah. I'm sure. All right, uh, moving on to some cryptozoology. Uh, Nessie spotting. Nessie Hunter claims to have filmed the biggest ever sighting of Loch Ness Monster as 30 feet long shape seen in water. Is this the guy that was on the boat? Uh, mm. No, he's from the shore here. You can You can see right here. Mm. We can watch the video. You see it? Yeah. Uh, the sun be- always has like the best stories about Loch Ness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like well, this the, is like this is the Scottish sun. They're like oh. the premier conspiratorial <laughs> source for Loch Ness sightings. Yeah. So here's the. Uh, I mean, uh, who knows what the fuck that is? That's lo- that's Ness. But also, w- when did this guy buy this camera? Yeah, yeah that's, a, it, that's very 90s uh, Loch Ness footage. He looks he using, is he using mini VHS cassettes? He looks like oh, he shot no. that on his jitterbug. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely Metro PCS connection right there. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it looks like uh, the same quality as like the Patterson Gimlin footage. Of yeah, Bigfoot. yeah. <laughs> just like well, I don't know, that could be that could just be your lens being damaged because this camera looks so shitty. There's yeah. definitely something in the water. Yep. The problem yeah. is it's so far away, like, and the fact that he's using his Nokia fifty five sixty one from nineteen eighty two. It makes me so mad that the footage is shit, but it's a beautifully crisp picture of this ugly fucker's face. <laughs> Like, I can see the texture of the fucking wall behind him. I can see how, like, shiny his forehead is, but I can't tell if that's a log in the lake or not. It's log bullshit. in the lake. It, it, it looks like like a big piece of driftwood. Yeah. Uh, so what? how do you say this name? Eowyn? Oh, Fadugagan? Oh, that's, that's some Scottish. Eowyn again. Well, the oh, thing God. with, like, Irish names, it's never the way it, it, spelled, sound, it looks. Yeah. It's like, it, so it'll be like George <laughs> Stephanopoulos. <laughs> It's not Eon O'Flanagan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a very Scottish name. That's oh. extra Scottish. Uh, My those, kilt just blew up reading it. <laughs> those are, well, th- these are the Scottish people that never, ever immigrated to the U.S. Like, no. <laughs> well, that, that's like the original white trash. I always tell people, like, my Irish heritage is like, we are the original white trash. <laughs> yeah. And the names are just, you know. Yeah. That, that's our culture. Extensions. A bunch of, of potato-eating idiots. Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he believes he saw the mythical creature at Urquhart 
Bay last Wednesday, April 22nd. I feel like you should be reading this in a Scottish accent. Oh, yeah. Ich by last Wednesday, April 22nd, <laughs> spotted a 30-foot-long shape in the water. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's not so bad. bad. Uh, footage of the sighting, which has since been confirmed by the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register. I guess that's probably that seems legit. Uh, it's thought to be the largest ever seen. In the video, the long black shape can be seen floating atop the water. The mysterious object remains suspended in the water for a few moments before slowly submerging over the course of two minutes. This has got to be one of the most elusive fucking things in the world. And is it is it the same one that people keep seeing, or are they mating? Like, there has to be more well, than one. if it's, like, a certain creature, then it's probably, yeah, a breeding population of them. I don't think it could be alive for that long, right? I, well, I mean, gators live how long? Why, do you, why I would heard, I actually, know how long I, gators live? I heard someone said that gators can be, like, 50 years old. Well, no, go. more than that. Hitler's gator just died. That, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Hitler's gator. Somebody said something about Hitler's gator. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's a bunch of theories. I mean, it could be ageless. I mean, there's always a theory that Aleister Crowley performing the Abermelon that's true. ritual I've on heard the side that. of Oh, to Loch create Ness, the moon child. Yeah, that, that, that is what brought in Nessie. So, so it's just, like, some sort of tulpa type yeah. of thing? It's like, yeah. a cult. Trash that just yeah, landed in Lockdown. Exactly. Well, because I don't think he ever he never finished it. Or that we know. So of. That it's we trapped know there forever. Yeah, but no, so this it, isn't even in Loch Ness. He said he saw it in a different bay. Urkurt Bay. Urkurt Bay. Uh, so let's see. As the clip end, the shape disappears without a trace under the tranquil waters of Loch Ness. Oh no! So the bay is in Loch Ness. I guess the lake is so big that it has its own bays and yeah. Shit. There's probably mm-hmm. different little areas. Uh, speaking today, Eon said the object came up out of the water and stayed motionless, and after a few seconds, splashing motions can be seen on the video. No, we can't see any splashing. No. It's too grainy. Uh, then it submerged slowly into the lock. Into the lock, disappearing from sight. Uh, the object, in my estimation, is at least 30 feet long, as shown by solid blackness in the water, rising to at least 4 to 5 feet high. It was amazing to see such a large image caught on video compared to my previous sightings. So this guy's apparently seen oh, he's seen it more all the than time. once. Oh yeah. Oh. The sighting is also special because there is no boat traffic or wave disturbance in the video, and the surface of the lock was calm. Ian is no stranger to Nessie, having caught the first sighting of the decade back in January, as well as a further sighting earlier this month on the 14th of April. So is he just, is he just sitting out there with like a Super 8 camera just <laughs> yeah, waiting for yeah. this? Lockness because this footage sucks, dude. And if this is what you're doing with your free time, like maybe buy like a yeah. nice camera. We should start him a GoFundMe <gasps> yes. to buy him a really good camera. Right. <laughs> can we do this? Like, I mean, we certainly can, yes. I kind of want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> we will buy this ugly old fucking Scottish man. Put this camera in the fucking museum where it belongs and let us get you something new because, dude, this footage sucks. It sucks and where's so the other footage? They said he saw it in January. He didn't get a he didn't get a shot of it, I don't think. That was a uh, private viewing. There were 18 confirmed sightings. <laughs> it was a private show, which is for him. <laughs> yeah. There were 18 confirmed sightings of the monster last year, making it the busiest year for claimed sightings since the peak of Nessie Mania in 1983. Nessie Mania, I got this shot, uh, like this thought in my head of like WrestleMania with like yeah. Loch Ness monsters and Vince McMahon like doing the whole thing. I just oh, imagined Hulk Hogan they didn't, going. They into didn't the mention lock. it on this one, but uh, they did say uh, on a different article that I was reading about this guy that it was like 18 sightings last year, but he was like fucking 12 of them <laughs> or something. <laughs> what? So this guy just needs a new camera and we're set. This guy is like, he's the luckiest guy. Mm. 
I mean, I wish I could see it. I I would like to go there just to you know say I've been there, but I don't know. I don't I don't know if I can truly buy into this only because I feel like if it was replicating or mating with something, I would think there would be more than just a the couple. One, yeah. You know, if it's an instinctual habit. Well, of Well, maybe they creature, don't have to surface. The- maybe it's a creature that just doesn't like require a surface. Maybe it breathes underwater. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, it has been sighted on the land before, too, though. I did see somebody shared a video, and it was literally it swam by the boat, and it was like it looked kind of like a garfish. Yeah, you could clearly see what one. it was, and there was no discrepancy in what was swimming. The problem is, is it it just looks it's mundane. Yeah, when you see it, it's mm-hmm. like oh well, this makes sense because it looks like a fish. Mm-hmm. But when you get shit like this, and it's like a big log out there, it's like oh my god, what the fuck yeah, is what that? The fuck? Yeah. So yeah, I've seen one of those. Uh, what are those uh, alligator garfish? I've seen one like as big as like a canoe. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're huge, and they have like really big teeth, and they have scales and shit. Yeah. So yeah, know. they're basically like left over from like the Jurassic period or something. Yeah, shit. they're just basically like seed dinosaurs. Yeah, well, that's one of the theories is that the way that the lock is built that. Like when dinosaurs were around, there was like this creature existed, and then the lock, kind of the land mass connected and blocked it out from the ocean. Well, the, I think the locks are created tra- by glaciers. Yeah, and it trapped it in there. That was, that's one of the. This yeah, but then there's. So alone. But then there's also a theory that there's like tunnels and stuff leading out of the lock to mm. the ocean. So. I know. I just like it's such a long shot. Like even it's a bigger long shot than Bigfoot. In, as far as cryptids go, in my mind, but I can never let go go of the Loch Ness monster because this was my first like thing I was obsessed with. Like, oh as really? A kid. Yeah, like like I would like get up early and like go on like the really like the internet when it was at its most shitty, and I would look up things about the Loch Ness monster. I just want to know who has like had the time to write up shit about Loch Ness monster with dial up. Oh god! Like, I'm writing up like <laughs> a whole thesis and uploading footage of like. 20 kilobytes per second. Yeah. <laughs> like sometime next month, they're going to be able to see this video. <laughs> You're like waiting for the picture to load. It takes like six hours. Yeah. This well, this guy has to plug his camera into a freaking VHS tape recorder. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he took that with a fax machine. I swear to God, it's just like... <laughs> it's like the worst footage of Lo- of Loch Ness I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, there's his... He actually it, looks like a cryptid himself. He does. Maybe it's just him. Maybe he sets up the camera and then goes into the water. Oh, man. <laughs> Plot twist. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that, like, if you capture... Like, it's going to be so far away because the lake is so big. Right. It's like if you capture it on video, unless you have, like, a really, really good camera, it's just going to look like shit. Right. It's like when you try to take a picture of the moon with your cell phone. It's mm. like, the moon is right there and it's so big, but then right. you look at your phone it's like, what the fuck yeah, is but if garbage? Yeah, but if you saw something swimming around in there that's that big, at, even from that distance with your own eyes, you'd be like, holy shit. And honestly, if I had to take a guess by the perspective in which this is shot, that looks a lot bigger than 30 feet to me. It does. I'm going to say maybe even like 50 feet. Like, cause just because of... Yeah, like, because it looks look so trees, long away. Yeah. yeah. Or it looks so far. It looks like it's at least 250 yards away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if Yeah, he's... look at that. There was just some weird film artifact that just popped up. Yeah. Like, it's a UFO. <laughs> it just dropped it off in the lake. All right. Moving on from Nessie. Uh, this is a uh, whale slain by hairy monster. Oh, That's my weekend. <laughs> Sounds like a. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> whales, whales slayed by hairy monster. But but in a in pictograms, so yeah. you have to like figure out what it says, like hieroglyphics. 
looking through some, like I say, these are some old clippings. Uh, this uh, author, this is one of the stories that didn't make his book. Um, this I'm is... currently seeing a beautiful uh, prairie with horses and snow. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, then I gotta click that button then. All right. Here we go. This is oh, uh, there from, we go. This is from Denver Michaels. That's a name right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good. That sounds like an Denver astronaut. Michaels here. Dude, he definitely has an OnlyFans page. Oh, like that yeah. is that is like a total porn name, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he's not dealing with cryptozoology, he's, you know, rubbing one out on live. Oh, yeah, but I, it's only close-ups on his like butthole and like taint. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they call it the can. All right, I'm gonna shut you up now, and I'm gonna read this. H.C. Uh, balance of the. Margate Estate here was walking along the seacoast when he saw two whales battling for life against a strange sea monster whose head reared up 20 feet above the surface of the sea. Uh, Balance watched while the monster kicked both whales and exhausted floated ashore on its back. Or he killed both whales, not kicked. So he's... So it's a giant sea monster fighting two whales. Holy shit. Nice. Uh, Balance remembered an appointment and went home, but returned to the beach the Wait, next oh, no, morning. No, 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 no. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Pause it. So you just witnessed something kill two whales. It's like, oh, you know what? I got to get to that appointment. Yeah, I got I to gotta get my hair done, or yeah. I'll never get back on the schedule. So, you know, I got to get that. It doesn't you say know, what year this is from, but maybe, like, you know, maybe it was a long time ago and you're in Africa. You're like, huh. I had never seen that before, but it's probably normal. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Remembered an appointment. Oh, I hate that. That chlamydia is not going to clear itself up. So I got it's my one shot. So he returned to the beach the next day, and he found the monster stranded and unconscious. So the monster was still there on the beach. How did he know it was unconscious? Well, maybe it was faking it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dramatic sea monster. (laughs) Just wants attention. He measured it and found it was forty-seven feet long with a. A tail ten feet long and two feet wide, and instead of a head, a trunk like an elephant's, five feet long and fourteen inches in diameter, but resembling a pig's snout at the end. The monster was entirely covered with snow white hair, about ten inches long. This sounds like man bear pig yeah. from yeah. South Park. <laughs> For ten days, it remained on the beach, apparently resting. Then natives saw it resting itself and swim off in a southeasterly direction. So, so it is, regained consciousness? Yeah. This is the call leader for Elwood, Indiana, March 25th, 1925. Oh, I didn't realize this was a, a story recall of something that happened. Yeah. See, this I'm is, ignorant. This is something that happened uh, almost 100 years ago. Oh. You don't get... Whales don't get slain like they used to be. Well, <laughs> <laughs> aren't there um, like stories of giant squids mm-hmm. fighting whales and shit like they mm-hmm. believe that yeah. they could you know and yeah but it. up until like 20 years ago people didn't even think that the giant squid was a real animal and You're that's right, they why didn't even... i still believe because of shit like that yeah, yeah. you know what's oh, hiding absolutely. in the ocean the colossal squid which is the one even smaller than the giant squid wasn't even discovered until like the 30s i think mm. and it's because it was dead right it washed ashore is yeah that and, they did, they, and they didn't even catch or they didn't even find a live one like catch a live one on a line for maybe like 40 years after that mm. they're so intelligent too you ever see those videos yeah. where they stick them in like a jar and they, they can unscrew it from the shit. yeah it's kind of yeah, weird and they murder fishermen and like in greece and stuff <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, I have a hard time. They do. They're big enough to reach up and drag a man into the water. They're they're they kind of do creep me out a little bit. Yeah. And that eye, it's just like that one eye just looking at you. Mm. Now think of the giant squid is about the size of like what? Uh, like a carnival cruise ship, right? They're no. like a hundred feet long. 
<laughs> Carnival cruise ship is the size of like a football stadium or something. Like I don't know. It doesn't feel like that after a while. It's being a little over dramatic. <laughs> but no, a right, giant, maybe a royal princess or giant, a royal Caribbean. Giant squid is yeah, it's it's like a hundred feet long probably. So, and they've actually caught them on tape. They actually the most recent one that they caught on tape was actually in Tokyo Harbor. Oh really? Yeah, they found it like they had like a camera just underwater. I guess just for fun or to watch fish or something. Yeah, and they saw like a giant squid just like swim in there oh, that's crazy how would that feel to just like come across that footage and be like holy fuck it's like it's hard for me to get in the ocean anyways when you can't like see your feet and shit that would keep me out for pretty much well everything. all the old stories of like giant squids there's it's just like a guy like out to sea like on a boat and he just like holds his lantern over the side and there's just an eyeball staring back at him the size of his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope. I mean, that's crazy. And their brains have to be like, if they're if they're that big, their brains are, are huge. Yeah. So they, they've got to be advanced as far as like a sea creature would be. So mm-hmm. they, they're smart and intelligent. And they're able to be, I would think they would be able to be more elusive than like a Loch Ness monster kind of thing. Maybe, oh, definitely. Yeah. But um, but we know that those are real and that, mm. you know, these sightings are probably related to them in some way. There's a bunch of shit out there, especially in the ocean. Well, and especially that we that, uh, that nuclear power plant's still like leaking shit into the ocean over there in Japan too, right? Uh, that Fukushima. So we could still get some really cool shit. Out still of get a Godzilla. I mean, we could be making things right now and don't even know it. I mean, really, like w- that's kind of what's next for 2020. I, I'm I'm ready giant for monster it. attack. Yeah, giant monster yeah. attack. That's like next week's headline. The Jesus. Tampa Bay area is <laughs> attacked by Mothra. <laughs> I mean, what what have we yet to deal with this year? Yeah. You know? so All right, much let's see. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, reports of paranormal activity have increased during the coronavirus pandemic. Have you ever experienced strange, unexplained sights or sounds? Do you have a personal ghost story? So uh, there's just a bunch of these. Uh, quarantining with a ghost, you know? It started with the front door. This is from Molly Fitzpatrick. Uh, Adrian Gomez lives with his partner in Los Angeles, where their first few days of sheltering in place for the coronavirus pandemic proved uneventful. They worked remotely, baked, took a two-mile walk each morning, yeah, right, and refinished their porcelain kitchen sink. But then one night, the doorknob began to rattle vigorously, so loud he could hear it from across the apartment, yet no one was there. In mid-April, Mr. Gomez was in bed uh, when a nearby window shade began shaking against the window frame so intensely. Despite the fact that the window was closed, an adjacent window shade remained perfectly still. The cats were all accounted for, and no bug nor bird nor any other small creature had gotten stuck there. This homo is doing way too many poppers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He thought it was an earthquake that night. I very seriously hid myself under the comforter like you see in horror movies because it really did freak me out. That does not help from an earthquake. Yeah, but if you can't see the earthquake, the earthquake can't see you. Right. That's how that works. Uh Though now, now, though, neither he nor his partner noticed any unexplained activity at home before this, the couple can distinctly make out footsteps above their heads. No one lives above them. I'm a fairly rational person, said Mr. Gomez, who is 26 and works in IT support. Fuck you, you're 26 and can afford to live in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and redo your porcelain sink. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you shove this in our face. handles. <laughs> <laughs> I try to think, what are the reasonable, tangible things that could be causing this? But when I don't have those answers, I start to think maybe something else is going on. So, yeah, this is like, uh, there's a lot of people that are experiencing this right now. And we were actually talking about it for, uh, before the show. Me and Hugh have been experiencing some ghost stories. Yep. I mean, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to be one of them people. 
that's, uh, that's what this show's for. Nobody right. listening yeah. to this is like right. like listening to this to be like, oh fuck you, I don't believe you. Well, the re- there's a reason why I'm saying that because before the show, I was telling uh, John and Lauren that my husband uh, Tom is like a staunch atheist, doesn't believe in anything. Like everything is, there's a reason for everything. There's always an explanation. Like he won't ever even give in to just the idea of something being, you know potentially mysterious or whatever mm. and i was telling them i was doing the dishes the other a couple weeks ago and i was talking to him while i was sitting on the couch and i thought he was like having a stroke because like in the middle of his sentence he just stopped and like his face went white and he was like like almost stuttering and he was looking down our hallway and i'm like what the fuck's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and he and finally like after like a few seconds he's like ah 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 I just saw something. I saw a face in the hallway. And, you know, and the first thing I did, because I'm the person that I am, rather than consoling him or trying to, like, ask questions, like, bitch, you're one of these people. Got him! Because he would always say, we would watch, like, these TV shows about, like, conspiracies and ghosts and stuff. He's like, I never want to be one of these people. Because, you know, one of the, once you're one of those people, you're considered crazy. And I'm like, nah, bitch, you're one of us now. You're going to see the crazy shit. Well, I consider almost everyone crazy, so tell him not to worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know who he's, like, expecting to, yeah. you know, judge him. Um, because I see shit all the time. Our house is totally fucking haunted. Yeah. We have a seriously haunted house. Uh, like, what, how time. old is the house? Uh, I think it was built in, like, 1965. That's old enough, for sure. Yeah. Why can't new houses be haunted? I've always wondered that, but, like, it's, like, you know, you, could you imagine, like, a ghost from, like, 2001 haunting you and some shit? Like, that would be fucking irritating as shit. Yeah, you just hear, her hair is everywhere. Yeah, or just, like, shoes. Shoes. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Shoes. If I come back as a ghost, I'm definitely going to be a 2001 ghost, and I'm going to sing, who let the dogs out? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, or like Lou Bega, Mambo Number Five, just yes. constantly berating you in your ear at but night. All it is are the names. It's no other part of the song. It's just the names over <laughs> yeah. and over and over. Again. Who is Angela? Why is she haunting me? A little bit of Monica in your death. <laughs> Dude, Monica is a pretty uh, ghostly name. It is. No, but like you had seen the same entity that he saw, though, right? In there, in your house. Well, okay. So here's. I after I made fun of him and I, uh, you know, well I hazed him into yeah, the club put him in, his place. Like, in your face. Yeah. So you're a fucking lunatic. Yes, I'm not the only crazy one in this house. So a week, like two weeks before that, I was sleeping in bed, and I just woke up sporadically, and I looked up because I, obviously I was just looking up, and then I saw this this woman figure in like I don't know how to. I don't know what the proper terminology is, like a petticoat kind of thing. Mm. So not like 1800s, but like maybe early 1900s-ish. And she looked, it was a completely white figure, and it looked like her body was liquid, like like I was looking at her through water. Okay. And it was just a like floating above me, and I saw it was very clear as day. And at first, I thought it was like like I was telling you, it was like a hypnagogic hallucination. Like I thought I'd just woken up because you you'll see things when you come out of your sleep, sure. right? And um, I just remember screaming, "What the fuck is that?" And Tom wakes up, he goes, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And then I it was gone. So I had freaked out. But I also have I suffer from sleep paralysis a lot too. Mm-hmm. So it could have been. I'm not discounting that it could have also been sure. that. But, but the he, fact that he saw, yeah. when I asked him, I said, so what did you see? Mm-hmm. He says, I saw a white face and a white woman and she had white long hair. And, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Ah, and that's shit. what I told him. 
I was like, yeah, I had already seen this like a couple weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, you're not uh, cool. I saw this, you know, way before. As the um, America's Treasure Stevie Nicks says, I keep my visions to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've been getting a lot of just like uh, you know big bumps here and there, and cabinets opening up on their own, and we're getting a, a lot of uh, we keep smelling this old lady perfume. We'll just, I always get smells oh. like weird old lady perfume is just like hitting me in the face. Oh, out of Elizabeth nowhere. Arden, red door, she's haunting <laughs> you. Fuck that sucks. I like a, you know it's a problem when you smell white diamonds. <laughs> Like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta move now. <laughs> that is old bitch in here is gonna start problems. <laughs> but yeah, we, 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 I don't know. It's, I think it's just, uh, it's just because everybody's home more, so we're we're noticing things around us most of, more more of the time. Yeah, I I can get behind that, and yeah. the fact that you know, every I don't believe like one place is more haunted than another. Like, yeah. You know, there's I think I think there is there. There's like an engraving. I don't know what the other word I could use. It's like it's energy is entrenched into things. Okay. So like if something bad happens, like you, your body picks up on shit, right? Mm. Like you can sense when there's just like bad energy or a person that you can tell is just like really cold. You pick up on that. Mm. And I there there are things we just don't know, as, as far as our senses go, to warn us and protect us, you know, from danger. And I think there, you know, shit can happen. Shit can be where we're at right now, and you just we just don't know it. Sure. So, I don't know. I want I want to believe everything. I. That way, like at the end of the day, like you can't prove it either way. So why is it just let yourself have more fun? Let the world be more exciting. Yeah, get that app for three ninety nine, and then it's a ghost. Are you talking about the Ghost Hunter app? Yes. <laughs> I actually have a really good one on my phone, and it's, it's it's almost like it almost convinces me that it's actually a really good app because oh. it's got all these like fancy like options. What's and it called? Uh, I gotta look it up. It's just, just good programming. I, has, I don't know. It was just like really good advertising to make me spend $5. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Ghost something. One of these days I'm going to break down and spend like 150 bucks on a ghost hunting kit on Amazon that I've been staring at for <laughs> two years probably It's on now. your wish list. It is. Like, like ah, I can't justify it, but I really fucking want it. You know what really creeps me out? You ever watch those ghost shows where they go into houses and stuff? They oh, have yeah. the machine that, like, that um, will like pop up random radio frequencies yes. yeah, like words yes. that it, that freaks me the fuck out I want out. that so bad I do I like I want to fuck with those yeah. but I just there's something weird about hearing just like the random voices and shit like mm-hmm. it freaks me out mm-hmm. Well here's a here's an interesting story uh so uh this is from uh wandering bark 116 on Reddit uh, on my way to the pharmacy last night around 7.30 p.m. listening to NPR and vibing as usual. I hate people that brag about listening to NPR. Oh, they're going to say you hate people that are talking about vibing, vibing as usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm always vibing. They just want to let everybody know that, you know, who they are and mm-hmm. not to judge them. And whatever. they're smoking a vape. Uh, yeah, I get definitely to, yeah, yeah. I get to our rotary and the radio, I guess rotary is like what they call uh, a roundabout? roundabout in England. Yeah, because I know in Boston they call them that. Oh. Oh, do they call them rotaries? We're going to go down the rotary and you're going to make a left. Uh, that was a terrible was Boston. Not, accent. I don't know what that, that was. was that yeah. was not a Boston. That accent. was almost. That was like you were trying to do Scottish. For yeah, I'm still stuck on Loch, <laughs> Loch Ness. Uh, the uh, the radio abruptly fuzzed out to some station playing rap I didn't recognize. Female GPS navigation voice breaks through 89.1 and tells me to take the second exit off the rotary. That's my turn, so out of habit I kind of ignore it. Then, wait. 
a goddamn minute, no Bluetooth, no navigation, no location services active, radios set to FM1, no other cars near me. Our, our car cannot play Bluetooth audio over the radio setting. What the actual F? I, um, for a while and then try to shake it off. Maybe it was a fluke or a cross signal. Gotta be, right? I shake it off. I continue on my way listening to this random news station waiting for my radio sh show to fuzz back through. A couple of minutes later, the GPS voice breaks through again and says, In three quarters of a mile, turn left onto Route XXX. Uh, what? I drive the three quarters of a mile and the voice comes back. Turn left. The moment I reach the intersection. Okay, that's not a fluke. This knows my exact location and it has given me very specific directions. I literally cannot tell you why, but I listened and I turned left. This road takes you way in the opposite direction of my house and my CVS. Voice is back. In two miles, take a right. Um, shit. So I do what any normal 35-year-old woman with a master's degree, a husband of 10 years, and two children would. I call my fucking mommy. I put her on speaker and give her a quick debrief. Car is crazy. I'm crazy. Please help. The voice says, in a quarter of a mile, turn right onto XX Road. I have her on speaker, and she can fucking hear it too. She can hear the voice speaking. I still can't decide if that makes it more or less scary. The voice is back. Turn right. I don't know why, but I do it. The voice is back. In 500 feet, turn left onto IXX North. I tell my mom it wants me to get on the highway, and for some reason it almost feels like I suddenly come to my sense, and I am like, no fucking way am I doing that. The voice is back. Turn left. And the moment, the freaking millisecond I bypass the turn, the radio station fucking disappears and it goes back to my radio show. I tell my mom and hang up immediately and call my ex-military husband, who is the king of reason, to figure out what the holy hell is going on. He says, lock your doors and use the drive through and come straight home. Wait, why are we locking the doors? I don't know. I mean, logically, the logical solution is that someone has somehow broadcasts a radio signal into her car to get her to take a certain route. That's that actually on a mundane level yeah, is frightening. That is so, really so, frightening. Yeah, so yeah. if it's not a ghost, it's someone trying to manipulate you into going to a certain place. That is really Which creepy. is scarier than a ghost. Uh, yeah, that and if you think scarier. about cars with like Bluetooth and shit, you can like, totally there's a way to hack that. it, yeah. right? Like there's got to be a way to hack, especially mm -hmm. through your cell phone yeah. if it's like in connected to the car. But she says her her car isn't Bluetooth enabled. Oh yeah, it did say no Bluetooth. Yeah. Mm. Uh, on my way home, I drove. But wait, if that's the case, what? So her phone was navigating her then? No. No, it was coming through the radio. Oh. It was coming through the radio station. Okay. I'm sorry, I was she trying had to look it up set. that goes down. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, she had it set to, like, NPR, and then all of a sudden it just started that's telling her That's the problem. NPR's fucking with her. <laughs> they're sure, it's just they're, a prank by Terry these Gross. These fucking liberals. <laughs> wait, wait, don't tell me. It's getting real weird these days. <laughs> uh, so she, she got home, and we spent hours trying to debunk it and come up with absolutely nothing. Today, my car is full of flies. I ripped that what? thing apart what? to find where they were coming from. Nothing. Clean. So the whole car is full of flies. The Wait, next is day. this Casey Anthony driving home? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! She probably doesn't listen to NPR though. Uh, <laughs> some details that might be helpful: a uh, female voice does not sound like standard Android OS nav voice or Apple OS nav voice you've heard. More like an actual person, but stilted just enough to pass for a nav voice, if that makes sense. So it almost sounds like somebody trying to sound more like a robot. Yeah. 
The voice used the street name to indicate my turn off the rotary, uh, not Route X. Mine always says Route X and has never omitted or inverted it. I know this because I lived here for two years and I could retain the real name of that pa a pain in the ass road. It inverted what my actual GPS always calls each of the four turns. Route to turnpike, road to route, route to road, etc. I have no idea if it is related, but I was seriously electrocuted two weeks ago while changing a light bulb in my garage. That's a hell of a thing to put at the end. I've actually heard there are correlations and stories that I've heard that people that have been electrocuted are more susceptible to being quote-unquote psychic and also more susceptible to paranormal activity. Really? That's a common trait for people. And, yeah. Well, shit. Okay, well, then I guess it is. Has anybody... Have you ever been elect electrocuted? Mm -mm. Have you? I have. I have, yeah. Huh. And you were just talking about remote viewing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I have clairsentience at times, so... So, well, shit. so she said the medical consensus from the electrocution is that her rubber gardening boots saved her life, and no one understands how I walked away with only burns and no cardiac event. Dude, this lady's having a really bad year. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, so I don't know. That's that's it, it probably is something to do with the electrocution. That's wild. now she's she's getting some, you know, maybe it's a weird ghost that wants uh wants to resolve some business, and so they're pretending to be a GPS system. <laughs> <laughs> She's basically like a, a radio like you, antenna. Like, you have arrived at your destination. There is a grave here. You've <laughs> arrived at the destination. Now tell my ex-husband he's a piece of shit for cheating on me. Yes! <laughs> Dude, I would is. love that. That would be, like, the best job. Like, Uber eats for ghosts or, like, Uber shit-talking. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> just, like, knock on a random person's door and just, like, hey, I was sent here by your grandmother... She never really fucking loved you in the first place. She just wanted you to know that. And she she's, just didn't want you to think that she loved you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's and she's really pissed that you inherited anything from her. <laughs> I think you get punched a lot. Yeah, anyway. If you charge enough, it's worth it. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our feature segment, which is paranormal activity within the military. I've only got one. Everybody gather around and listen to my song. I've only got one Alright, we're back with uh, Paranormal Activity in the Military. It's got a nice ring to it, right? I like you guys it. can talk now. Oh, okay. okay, okay. You told me not talking. I yelled at them. I yelled at them. We're on punishment. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, being, I was in the military myself. Uh, you married a guy who was in the military, and there is like a ton of weird shit that goes on when uh, you're in the military. Yeah, I mean, but but are we shocked by this concept? Just with the con the idea of people dying and war and ravaging. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There's a lot of negative energy associated with. For any lack military. of a better term, <laughs> some some slight negativity. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess yeah, war could be considered like one of the more negative. It's things. a little frowned upon in some some places. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, uh, what was this? Uh, maybe like a month and a half, month and a half ago, the Navy uh, r reports were finally declassified uh, about encounters with unexplained flying objects. 
It was weird too. Like, this, I wish this happened like seven months ago. Cause, like, I think it did though. No, it did. Well, it, it was, did. But how it many was... months ago did they actually officially state that this was this, real? This was like May. In May, they finally de- declassified this stuff. But there was other, you know, there was other stuff. Uh, maybe eight months before yeah. that they. But had... this was like the big one in May. This was like the big one, and then it was also like confirmed. It was like a formal press yeah. release kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was confirmed that they actually investigate this stuff and they take it and they actually take it serious. Well, they actually too. appropriate funds towards it. Like there's like I think I read somewhere they declassified that there's part of DARPA or one of those, you know, black ops programs. Yeah, now that's like 22 say, million a year that they spend. Yeah. That's, they're not saying that aliens are real, just in case anybody's right. unclear about that. They're not saying aliens are real. They're saying these things that they're spotting uh, are real. They're showing up on radar and, and personnel and pilots are seeing them and encountering them. So they're saying those are real, but we don't know what they are. But even like, but even just saying that makes just makes my hair kind of stand up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. How because do they said you not know what the fuck it is. You, you said of Ros- all people that should yeah. know, it should be you guys, yeah. right? Yeah, because like the story with Roswell was that it was like some sort of weather balloon experiment or something with like a uh, like mannequins inside of it, and that's what the body. That's why they looked like alien bodies or something. I here's another conspiracy about that. Uh, there was a woman that went on Joe Rogan. I don't know if you saw her, but she mm-hmm. she said that the Russians had created like these fake-looking hybrid human-alien things, and then blew blew up some sort of contraption over Arizona to make America think that it was aliens, as like a psyop so kind a of thing. Fake alien bomb. Ah. Well, that's what she said. But then Bob Lazar went on. Oh, Did you guys I love see Bob him? Lazar. No. Not on. Not on. This. Do you know who Bob Lazar is? Yeah, I do. Okay, Bob Lazar went on Joe Rogan and did a whole. Well, explain to the viewers who Bob Lazar is. Okay, so Bob Lazar is a he was a, a scientist that worked at Los Alamos um, research facility. He was asked to come and work in a facility in Area 51 called 13B, I think. That is that sounds right, 13B? Yeah. I, I, I may not be correct with that. According to him. According yeah. to him. Well, yeah, this is all his own accounts. Uh, and then basically he was assigned to try to figure out how uh, these spacecraft that the military or the government had somehow found or salvaged from somewhere to figure out what they were like what what uh made them work and he went on and did this whole there was a document it docu- wasn't like they gave him like the all of all of the recovered artifacts they no were, like, split into cells and they worked well, on one particular thing at a time yeah and then like and they anything didn't know how the all the pieces go together you know it's very compartmentalized so and he even goes into that in his in his um explanation of all this is that he only worked on the propulsion part so mm-hmm. his like they, they would only give you certain access to certain things so there would be, be there would supposedly be people talking to them or researching like what was the material made out of on the spacecraft what made it turn on and he was in charge of the propulsion like what made the spacecraft fly mm-hmm. and um he went he, he did like a whole two and a half hour episode on joe rogan about it and people are trying to discredit him but the things that he well, talks people about have always been trying to discredit him but they've oh, never yeah. been able to fully do so right and i think the only thing that that, pe- that people can use against him is that he can't fully prove that he actually worked at Los Alamos. And well, I th- it wasn't that they, they like scrubbed his degrees. Well, he proclaims that the government erased his existence from, you know, any proof from that he was there. 
yeah, for working from the government, but also just like some of the degrees that he earned. Right. Yeah. yeah his education and everything too. So it's like it's convenient on both sides. It's like, oh well, you can't discredit him fully because there's you know absence of evidence is not evidence. But the same exact thing on the other but side. But at, at the same time, it's like, well, that seems like something they do. Ex- exactly. <laughs> right. So. And the irony in all of it is, is that he's never really come out and tried to like profetize off of this. Mm-hmm. Like, and his story has been the same pretty much all well, he's throughout got a book, the last thirty but, you years. Know, he's not, well, he's it was books. a recent book that he released. Though I don't think it was like when he first when it first came out. Though. Okay, so he he waited thirty years to. Yeah, so I mean, if I'm gonna like make all this shit up, I would want to make money off of it then. Mm-hmm. But anyways, all I was gonna try to say in reference to these images that you're showing here is that he actually talks about in his interview with Joe Rogan is the propulsion of these uh, unidentified quote unquote aerial phenomenon because they don't call them UFOs anymore. No, the government calls them UA something UAF um, UAF mm-hmm. or something. UAP. Um, <clears throat> no, Unidentified air, yeah, UAP. Yeah, um, and basically he describes what we see in these this footage that the Pentagon released is that they don't fly like left to right; they kind of fly on an angle, mm-hmm. and it's to create a gravitational wave, and that's how the the UFO kind of just works. So, and it's it's. I don't have to be in the CIA or the military to look at this and say that is a classically shaped flying saucer. Yeah. In this footage, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and um, I don't have the video pulled up right now, but in a previous episode, maybe uh, you know, a year year or so ago, when this stuff was first coming out, they had like the cockpit recording of the pilot. And, oh, really? Oh, it was so great. And, yeah, no, it's like he is one hundred percent convinced. Is this the yeah. pilot that has that came out on CNN? Yeah, he followed the it. gray-haired guy. Yeah, yeah, he okay. followed it. So like they have his recording with him like describing what he's seeing, and it's like, oh, he's not making anything up yeah, here. He's legit up. excited, and he's never seen anything like this. And apparently, when they sent him out, because uh, he go, he was also on Joe Rogan too, the pilot. Oh, he had really? him on okay. his show too. Um, apparently, the military had been seeing these things for a few weeks before they actually sent out actual fighter pilots to observe them. And they said what what was happening is they would come in from like 150,000 feet, fall straight down out of the sky, stop at like 60,000 feet, hover, go down to 30, and then just go back up. And they would hover for days in the same spot. So it wasn't just like this inanimate object. I've seen some footage of that where it's just like sitting there not doing anything. You're like, is that like the camera broken? Yeah. Yeah, because it's not doing anything. See, that's really. It's not like you know, me. like you know how in like sci-fi movies something like hovers a little bit up and down. Yeah, there's you know? movement. Like, yeah, it's like no, it's just like a rock, rock solid in the you know at ten thousand feet or twenty thousand feet or whatever you were saying. Yeah, and the guy, the pilot that got this footage also said that not only did when he went to go down to like get closer to it, he said there was a point where it actually like it disappeared and then showed back up on radar like like four miles away like from where blipped. it was. Or, yeah, like blipped, like uh. it teleported. So I, this is probably the most convincing thing that I have seen in reference to UFOs and this sort of, you know, the UFO conspiracy because it's so clear. And then all the witnesses that came out about it and talked about it, they're, you know, these are fighter pilots that are in charge of like million dollar equipment, multi-million dollar airplanes. They, they're yeah. not just going to have some crazy person. No. You know, flying these things, and these are—they're trained to look for, you know, to understand what's going on. And he—he he obviously could not explain. And this. they have to believe in it enough to risk their reputation. 
Like, right. Then they don't want uh, somebody like well, I don't think, that sort you of know, shit. I don't think this guy is worried about risking his reputation because they're like, no, we know there's something out there. Go look at it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, but like it's still like it could set, like make you know, discredit you, you know, to pilot that sort of thing. I think there is something on the line where it's like you have to be like, oh, I fucking saw this shit, like, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, they knew, I think, when he went back and they did the debriefing, like, it was it was to the point to where, like I said, they knew what was already happening. This right. was just the first time they actually sent some people out there to e- examine this particular Yeah, because you case. don't know if you want to send somebody out there. <laughs> you, know, you probably want to watch it first. Right. Uh, Navy fighter pilots reported close encounters with unidentified aerial vehicles. Oh, that's UAV. That's what it UAV, is. UAV. That's a, uh, including okay. several dangerously close in eight incidents between June 27, 2013 and February 13, 2019. That's a long period of time. And it's also very recent. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's years. Yeah. Uh, two happened on one day, according to one of eight... Uh, unclassified Navy safety reports released in response to requests filed under the Freedom of Information Act by news outlets, including the New York Times. Last month, the Defense Department authenticated three videos of aerial encounters previously published by the Times, accompanying accounts of Navy pilots who reported such close encounters. The incidents of the videos were investigated by a little-known Pentagon program that for years looked into reports of unidentifying flying objects, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. So they had a, a fully titled outfit. They had an acronym. There's definitely an the acronym. The A-A-T-I-P? The A-A-T-I-P. <laughs> the A-T-I-P? The A-T-I-P. <laughs> The existence of the office was first reported by the Times in 2017. Yes, yeah, so this is from sev- several years ago when the Times first started talking about this. What uh, I find interesting is that they got the Freedom of Information Act on it. They released the information, but then they didn't like corroborate it or confirm that it was pretty valid. That's pretty standard. It's the yeah. old we can neither confirm nor deny. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to give you this, but we're not going to tell you like anything about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to say shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's their policy. But the UK, I think, also recently came out with a big like purge of information as well, similar to this, that had oh. like a lot of information about UFOs and then like their, M- what is it, MI5 or MI7? MI6? MI6, Six? MI6, is, MI6. The, yeah. is, the, is the foreign affairs one. Yeah, whatever their... You know, mm-hmm. CIA is... MI5 is the FBI, MI6 is the CIA. Okay, so yeah, it was, it was MI6, I think, that came out with a whole bunch of stuff, too, that, like a Freedom of Information Act. Um, let's see, one incident on March 26, 2014, over the Atlantic Ocean off Virginia Beach involved a silver object approximately the size of a suitcase that was tracked on radar passing within 1,000 feet of the jets, according to the report, which is pretty close when you're flying, <laughs> flying at that speed. I mean, that's that's a fast suitcase. That's a f- really fast suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the incidents involved fighter squadrons aboard the aircraft carry, uh, carrier Th- Theodore Roosevelt. One of the former F-A-18 Super Hornet pilots, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, last year described a close encounter off Virginia Beach with what looked like a flying sphere encasing a cube, as recounted by a fellow pilot and later reported to the squadron safety officer. So this guy's seeing just like a suit, clear suitcase with a sphere inside of it. I mean, how do you tell your up, your higher ups like that kind of shit exactly. without sounding crazy? That's what I'm talking right. about. Is like you have to have been completely certain that you actually saw the thing. Otherwise, it sounds like you were fucking tripping balls. Right. 
And then you, I'm just uh, wondering. They, they probably give them like little quick psychological evaluations all the time. You know, they probably have to talk to somebody every once in a while, get their blood oh, checked sure. for drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, like because they because like what you were saying, they're flying something that costs like 18 million bucks. Right. They're not just going to hand those keys over to just some regular Joe. Yeah. That likes to do a bunch of shrooms and get fucked up on the weekend. <laughs> Uh, no other agencies were conducting drone flights or missile launches in the area at that time. Uh, let's see. The incident, incident was documented in a report with a few details on June 27, 2013, which stated that the Navy jet crew saw something pass about 200 feet away on the right side, very close, with a visible smoke plume emitting from the rear section. The aircraft was white in color and approximately the size and shape of a drone or missile. Well, the fact that there was a smoke plume makes me think that that particular incident could be explainable. Yeah. Because these other ones, there was no heat signatures and there was no exhaust plumes or anything on the, the ones from um, Virginia Beach and then the one in, I think it was in the Pacific, right? Yeah. There's two separate incidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they basically just, uh, they're saying here they just treated it like uh, like a safety protocol incident because they're worried about mid-air collisions. Yeah, obviously when something's coming that close to your multi-million dollar plane, you're going to investigate it. Well, and the thing is, is didn't they not, did they not see it coming on the radar? Yeah, it doesn't say right it, here. There's just a lot of things that we don't know. Uh, three incidents occurred within exclusive use airspace, meaning no other aircraft were authorized to fly in that area. Except for the aliens. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck your, they, they fuck your exclusive want. airspace. Yeah. We don't give a shit. We'll fly anywhere. Another report on the incident on November 18th, 2013, expressed alarm. Due to their small size, many UASs are less visually significant on radar, apparent, and therefore pose a significant risk for mid-air collision. Wouldn't that be some shit, like, they disclose that there's aliens and they're only, like, three inches tall? Yeah. They fly around in suitcases. <laughs> just, like, these like, tiny little fairies. Yeah. That little, would be hilarious. Little sentient bugs. Yeah. That'd be cute. A uh, near mid-air collision report from March 26, 2014, also in exclusive use airspace, involved two FA-18 Super Hornet aircraft from Squadron VFA-106. One pilot... Closed in uh, and reported seeing a silver small or a small silver metallic object the size of a suitcase. Pilot passed within 1,000 feet of the object, could not identify it. So it's like obviously it's not any aircraft or drones that they've been trained to look for. I mean, when they say suitcase, that, that's such a particular size. Well, yeah. I mean, I have I have many different suitcases in my match luggage. Oh, yeah. is wow. it, are we? Is this a checked bag or is this like an overhead yeah. bag? Like I, I need detail. I need more specific information. Am I here. paying extra money to take this with me? When someone says suitcase, I just imagine brown cartoon suitcase. Right. That's yeah. Like an old timey. Yeah, a traveling salesman suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I imagine. <laughs> Uh, the pilot passed the information to a local fleet area control and surveillance facility, which had received multiple sighting reports in recent months. This presents a significant safety concern. Okay, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of suitcases flying around out there, and it is a it's concern. It's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, poses a severe risk to naval agents. Uh, the most recent incident included a Freedom of Information Act documents did not appear to be related to an unidentified flying object. 
On February 13, 2019, a red weather balloon was spotted at 27,000 feet by four aircraft when none were supposed to be in the area. The report concluded weather balloon released without notifying the appropriate channels. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Weather balloon, mm. of course. That's how you know they're lying when they say weather balloon. It and is, swamp, yeah. gas. <laughs> swamp gas. Swamp gas. <laughs> Always swamp gas. Yeah. Always swamp gas, too. So what is it? What if if it's this? Here's the thing: if it's the size of a suitcase, that's what's like fucking me up. I'm telling you, it's uh, time travelers are sending back uh, time drones to uh, record everything in past history in order to uh, allow people to f- uh, access to the full documentation of human history. Or what if, like, if you're able? Easy, to... I solved it, guys. <laughs> Case closed. If you're able to travel through time and space, you know, like. And, and control gravity and shit like that. What if they just make their ships smaller? Like it's like a bigger on the inside situation. Oh, is it uh, like the house Doctor, of leaves Doctor kind who? of thing? Yeah. Like so the house is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? Exactly. Doctor, Doctor who? who? Yeah, yeah. Hmm? Um, Hermione's purse? <laughs> exactly. It's shit like that. Like oh, That would make sense. Yeah. Why does it have it's to the, be uh, the actual it's, size? It's a suitcase from uh, the new Harry Potter movies. Yeah. <laughs> Filled with weird animals. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's like uh, some situation in the future where aliens are like getting on a, a flight and they didn't pay enough for the suitcase to make it on the Spirit Airlines, so it just gets thrown into this like garbage void, and now it's fucking flying around. And then here. it shoots out of a portal, yeah. and it's going as fast as an F-18. Yeah. <laughs> it just like shoots out of a black hole. Comes into our atmosphere, and we're we're thinking it's aliens, and it's just you know a, shit. it's a bag full of fucking Hawaiian shirts for some douchebag <laughs> alien going on a cruise or get ready to go somewhere in the Bahamas in the future, you know. <laughs> I, I would buy into that. That makes sense to me. I mean, that's the next best option, right? Mm. I feel like we I feel like we solved it. Fixed yeah. it. Good work. Go team. I'm not saying I'm in the CIA, <laughs> but, but you know, would you say you were in the CIA? I've been on YouTube. A lot. (laughs) I've watched a lot of videos on YouTube. Would you say that you work for the government? I may be a George Soros-funded shill to come on here to (laughs) offer disinformation (laughs) to sway the masses. I've been trying to get in touch with George Soros for a few years now because I heard he pays for protesting, and I'm I'm pretty broke. Psychically. He just thinks about him all day. Yeah. (laughs) He makes a mental deposit in your brain. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... (laughs) Soros. I'm slowly becoming a lizard person. <laughs> if you say his name three times in the mirror, Hillary Clinton appears in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets sex trafficked. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, there is a secret underground alien base in Dulce, New Mexico. Dulce? Is that candy in Spanish or sweet? Sweet. Sweet New Mexico. Mm-hmm. On the surface, sweet New Mexico is just a small <laughs> southwestern town. It doesn't even have a traffic light, but according to the most... But they got aliens, bitch! According to the most bizarre rumors, this little town is just a cap on a gargantuan underground facility that is home to unimaginable experiments and technologies. And horrors. Well, they've never been in my bedroom, because Ooh. let me tell you something. No. For the tinfoil hat wearers, there's a whole world underneath Dulce, a secret high-tech one filled with aliens. According to conspiracy theorists, the Dulce subterranean base is a seven-story compound beneath Dulce, New Mexico, that houses human-animal hybrids, human-alien hybrids, and extremely advanced technologies. Lizard people! They say even 
they say even been the site of alien wars. Have you even been alien to wars? Site? Yeah, I've heard about this before. There's like there was like the some of the aliens and the hybrids rebelled, and the military had to kill them. What? What? Yeah. You ever seen that? Cl- I just got this weird thought in my head. You ever see that video of the people outside of that club called Bella Noche? No. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to go... Does have to do anything to do with aliens? No, but I was just thinking, like, because she goes, why you got a beef in front of Bella Noche? <laughs> it's like these two black girls are mad because somebody shot somebody in the club, and all they cared about was the, the you know, it was impeding on their fun night. And yeah. I'm just thinking, like, these aliens are just hanging here, and now all of a sudden there's just random fucking war. <laughs> it's like, why you got a beef in Dulce? Oh. Why you bringing that smoke to Dulce? <laughs> The first claims of the base's existence, according to How Stuff Works, date all the way back to the 1930s. But the rumors of alien intervention in the area began to gain traction in the 70s when a former New Mexico state police trooper named Gabe Valdez documented unexplained cattle mutilations in the area. What the fuck are they doing to the cows? And why is it, like, what is that? You ever, has anybody ever offered an explanation for as to what would be their reasoning? Maybe it's like their teenager's version of cow tipping. Oh, they just, like, like we just suck the blood out of all the We cow. just turn this cow inside out, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, that's kind of like the premise of the new Rick and Morty show. Uh, oh, yeah. What's I like that show? Yeah, they, yeah, they, like, fuck with people and, like, shrink them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess, you know. Yeah, I've, I've read a couple different things about it, and, like, one of them was, like, what was it? It was, like, testing, uh, like, biochemical weaponry on it and sh- on them and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it says, uh, in a radio interview, Valdez said, the evidence that was left there, you know, predators don't leave gas masks, glow sticks, and radar chaff. They don't leave that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a wolf wasn't wearing a gas mask. No, 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 no. And then, what else? Because a lot of times with cattle mutilations, like, certain organs are missing. Yeah, like, they'll take, like, eyeballs, or they'll take, like, internal organs and shit like that, and then just leave the rest of it there. So it's like, why? Why specific organs? You know, that's, like, some weird yeah, That shit. is a little weird. Yeah. And, like, their like blood s- will be gone, right? Like, all the blood is drained, there's it's nothing like, left. It's like, you know, it's similar to, like a, like, a biologist going down to the rainforest and grabbing an insect with his tweezers and putting it into a test tube, you know? True. Maybe that's how Adele lost all that weight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> He's been, he's been waiting to say that for hours. <laughs> she's got she's got connections in Dulce. God damn it. <laughs> Gave her alien liposuction. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's uh, me. Valdez made more wild clim- claims in other interviews, including sightings of black, silent, sophisticated aircraft and the discovery of a fetus inside of a dead cow. But not a calf fetus. It looked like a human, a monkey, and a frog, Valdez told the History Channel's UFO hunters. Oh, that's another thing that I heard. So it, like, di- it didn't have any bones in the head. It was full of water. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, no, so one thing that I heard about cattle mutilations is that it was... So, uh, there's, there's like this theory that like some aliens are multi-dimensional beings that can't quite be corporeal in on this plane. I've heard of that. So, the cattle mutilations, they're trying to test a way to take meat matter and like interject themselves into our dimension by it would be like tra- us trying to go into the the set like into a two-dimensional space exactly it won't, you just can't take something that's three-dimensional and fit it in a two-dimensional mm-hmm. construct yeah so by taking like the the you know body parts of the cow they're trying to like okay well how do we like fit into this dimension let's like so well, that would make sense as to why this uh, base has alien-human hybrids. Yes. 
you, you hybridize them with humans so that they can exist in, in both, this dimension. Yeah, this or both dimensions. That's Man, some it shit. It would suck to be that human, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you guys seen The Expanse? Mm-hmm. They have, yeah. like, the blue people. Yeah, that's a fun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an interesting show. I like that. Uh, Tim Anderson, a former police officer in Dulce, claimed to have seen a UFO in the town in the late 1990s. It lit up the whole valley and just disappeared into the rocks, he told the Santa Fe New Mexican. I just rubbed my eyes. Did I really see that? For good measure, Anderson also believes Bigfoot resides in or near the town. For good measure. Hey, I don't like that. That was rude. That was a dig. Yeah, that was a dig. Maybe Bigfoot does reside near the town. This guy also drools on his lapel. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, Tim Anderson, cannot read. He might wear male diapers. We don't know, but, you know, we can't say for sure. Yeah, that was such a dig. Uh... The uh, colorful claims of paranormal have come from many different times and people in Dulce, never mind that all, all the cattle stuff. Uh, Philip Schneider, a former explosive engineer employed by the U.S. government, introduced the idea of Dulce as a site of a brutal human-alien war. Schneider, who had high-level security clearance, claimed that he helped construct a secret underground base in Dulce in 1979. There, he says he witnessed a battle with subterranean aliens that left 60 humans dead. The alien war wages on to this day, Schneider tells the Epoch Times. Oh, so there was never a resolution? Wow. No, I, mean, I guess they're still still holding their ground. Damn. So they're subterranean aliens, meaning that they're... But can they be aliens if they live on the, Earth? I, I think the correct term for them would be ultra-terrestrials. Yeah. Yeah, that would, be, that would make sense. Uh, Another key player in the Dulce-based conspiracy theory is a man named Paul Benowitz. Benowitz, who earned a Ph.D. in physics, became convinced that cattle mutilations around the area were the result of extraterrestrial intervention, according to How Stuff Works. He then allegedly began picking up uh, intercepted electronic signals near Dulce, a town too small to receive such messages. Benowitz theorized that these signals were coming from uh, from underground and going towards a target high in the sky. By the 80s, he was actively spreading the rumors of an underground alien facility. Hmm. So that's... This sounds kind of like Skinwalker Ranch. It does. There's it, like a vibe very, to that. Very similar. Did you guys watch the Skinwalker Ranch documentary? Yeah, I liked which, it. <coughs> which one? There There's was... one on Hulu right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it, is it new? It's like within the past couple of years, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll have to watch it. I, I, lo- I love the stories that come out of there because there's just... Do, have you ever seen the guy that owned it that like really brought attention to it yeah they show him in the yeah, he's the like a billionaire guy. yeah he's fucking crazy oh, the guy yeah. is insane he's, yeah, he's absolutely like a, insane he's like a howard hughes type yeah he's like, he's like an eccentric yeah like, but wasn't he like a psychiatrist too i can't remember but like he, he's that kind of crazy where it's like i feel like he's crazy because he's seen some fucked up shit it's like an intriguing crazy yeah. not like a fearful crazy no it's like oh he's crazy for a reason yeah, he saw some crazy, and like they say that they've actually like battled aliens themselves in mm-hmm. the house, and that he's actually killed aliens with like yeah. a machete. Yeah. So this is kind of it's almost like a similar. There's a parallelism here to this story with what they're saying out of Dulce, as as a skinwalker. That whole ranch. area, I always find it fascinating that I feel like uh, stories of aliens seem to populate more in deserted areas. True. Like, cause you've got like. You know, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, that that whole deal. Well, and all then of the Australia, West too, has that though. 
all all of the West has like the capability to have, and 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 Australia too yeah. has like the capability to build very deep underground facilities. You know, like we know there can't be a underground facility here in Florida. <laughs> True, but like you could build an underground facility, say like in the mountains of Kentucky. Like if you put a if you put a, a not when basing... not when not when they're constantly trying to crack all the coal out of those fucking things. Oh shit. Damn, mm. you got a point. It's not coal mining in New Mexico. That's just, true. Just deep, deep bedrock. That's true. Yeah, mm. there is a lot to you. And also, isn't there? There's a big uh, military base there, Lake Groom or Groom Lake or something. That's or is like, that is that, that area? 51? That's area fifty one. Yeah, the Groom Lake. There's facility. something in the in that area that's in a mountain. There's like a big mountain. There's a I don't know. I there's a, the called. Illuminati conspiracy that there's the a Denver airport. Denver airport. Yes. Yeah. I want to go to the Denver that's airport. That's a conspiracy that's interesting because if you actually look into it, supposedly they actually built a whole airport, and then for whatever reason they buried it mm-hmm. and then started over again. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no. and it's also in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. it's not close to Denver. <laughs> yeah. There and then, like they actually have like taken on the whole shtick of them being an Illuminati base. Like, oh yeah, all the art. Now all the shit. shit in there is like literally like a cult related. There's like gargoyles that talk to people that are walking by and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty fun airport. <laughs> I've never been. Have you been there? Yeah. Oh really? Oh, I, I went and looked go. at all the weird paintings and stuff. Nice. Yeah, isn't there like apocalyptic shit yeah. in there? Yeah, there's like weird apocalyptic paintings and it's... they've got that giant horse of the apocalypse like statue. Oh, with yeah, the red beady yeah, eyes. Yeah. yeah, that's like at the entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there are when supposedly you get tunnels. Off your plane. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Denver. Look at this scary fucking horse. <laughs> uh, I'm not high enough for this yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they legalize weed. That's exactly why. All right, now it's time to jump into our segment, You Believe in What? 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 Now, I don't know if this person actually believes this, but Lauren found this, and I thought it would be a nice, lighthearted thing to end the show with. Yes. Uh, and it's gross, so if you don't like gross stuff, then uh, probably Listen, I found it. Out. They should know what to expect at this point. Even though my wife is still pregnant, I've already seen the baby. <laughs> it threatened to abort itself. <laughs> I knew, I knew I, I knew this had something to do with abortion. <laughs> I just had a fucking feeling. All right, I'm going to make Lauren read this one. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. I'm really proud of this one. <clears throat> Let's go, scroll back up. You skipped some stuff. No, I didn't skip anything. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm actually scared when I see the sun go down. When Sarah goes to sleep and put, pulls the covers up, she begins to snore only lightly, and then her breathing stops. Everything is silent. I'm filled with dread then, with nothing to occupy my mind but the awful silence. My ears pound all the same, in anticipation. Then I hear this weird, fluid-filled sound. Sarah gurgles a bit, rolls onto her side, then rests flatly on her back. Eventually, I see a reddish, shriveled hand poke out of her mouth. It's impossibly small. In less than a minute, the baby is out of her mouth. It perches on the bed. (laughs) It gurgles almost playfully. Then I hear it gasping for breath, as if it's choking on something. The baby (laughs) computes... God damn it. (laughs) I'm trying so hard. The baby continues to stare at me. The choking sound stops. It begins to gurgle playfully again, pivoting on its tentacle bottom and going back into my wife's mouth. As messy as it as I'm making the sound, the sheets are left squeaky clean. The fluids dissolve themselves. I don't know how this is possible. It's ectoplasm. How any of this is possible. 
she obviously gave a ghost a blowjob and mm-hmm. manifested no. into some shit. You gotta he swallow ex- all the way. No, he explains it. All right. <clears throat> well. Oh. Yeah. The baby coming out of my wife's mouth is my fault, but I didn't impregnate her directly. You see, a traveling salesman came to the door months and months ago, <laughs> asked me if my wife and I have been having difficulties conceiving. I nodded hesitantly. And the salesman. Man, those Jehovah's Witnesses yeah, are they're, really they're changing getting their up game in everybody's up. business. And the salesman named Arthur told me it was a common enough problem. No one has to know, he said. He handed me a small vial with a deep red liquid. It almost looked like blood and made me nauseous staring at it. Arthur said all I needed to do was put it in her cereal or her coffee. I, I don't know why breakfast is important, but that's what it is. It's the most important meal of the day. Oh, uh, you know what? You're right. It didn't matter what, uh, because the liquid lacked taste. He gave me his number if I had any problems. How did he know the liquid lacked taste? Hey, you got to be a good chef and taste what you're putting. (laughs) (laughs) The word problems was given a strange emphasis. I decided to pour it into Sarah's coffee, and the rest is history. I thought it harmless enough, a damnable secret to carry to my grave if needed. No one needed to know, except Arthur and I. But these nightly horrors have begun to happen. Sarah is due to give birth soon. I have no idea if it will turn out normally. It seems to be able to constrict its size so that it can fit out of her mouth and then expand once in her stomach. Last night was especially horrifying because the baby began to talk. I want you to convince your wife to name me Arthur. I am his son and not yours. I want to be named after my real father, Not Miles, not Johnny, not Timothy. Do you get the idea? The the fluid-covered baby almost gurgled. You better do it, or I'll abort myself. (laughs) Dude, if you can abort yourself, I'm not going to fight with you over what you want to name yourself. If you have the means to kill yourself, yeah. by all you fucking go. Yeah, whatever you want to call, we go. will respect your your request. Yeah, I don't want to have this relationship with this child. Like it's already like one for the rest of its life. Like how can I ever make it do anything <laughs> beyond that point? Is there also, mo- well, there's it, more to this? It, it oh, also, there's more. It oh. also has a tentacle lower half, which is like it's just not something I'm looking for in a kid. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it can solve puzzles really well. Um. Oh, so it's autistic. <laughs> So this morning I tried to convince Sarah to consider Arthur as a name for our baby. Wow, what a fucking pussy. Like, this guy just gives in like that, right? let a right? baby tell you Don't how to live your life. That, right? and fuck that baby. Fuck that baby. I mean, it's got a tentacle bottom, so. <laughs> <laughs> she's, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm such shit. She said she's been having pains. Because of what the baby said, it escalated into a fight. Sarah yelled at me, asking me why the name was so important when she's experiencing pain. I know she won't give birth yet. Arthur said he won't allow himself to be birthed unless I convince Sarah to name the baby Arthur. <laughs> He's already calling him Arthur. <laughs> yeah. If she doesn't do it within a certain amount of time, the baby will abort himself. After she hasn't our- finished reading what to expect when you're <laughs> expecting, right? <laughs> after, our fe- after our fight, Sarah got into her only car and took off. She said I could... Walk the fuck to work for all I care. (laughs) Sounds very real. Yeah, that sounds real. Sarah didn't pick up the phone no matter how many times I called. Then I remembered that I had Arthur's number in my phone. If you have any problems, he had said. 
So I hurriedly dialed it, and after the fourth ring, he picked it up. I told him what happened. I told him he'd better come over as soon as possible, or I'll call the police, or... Calm down, Miles. Everything will be resolved in time. I'll be right over. Arthur's tone was congenial, very polite, almost monotone. He didn't seem bothered by the situation at all. When he opened the door to my front porch, my hands bunched into fists. What the hell is going on, I asked. I told him what had happened, and what I was planning to do if things weren't completely resolved. Arthur handed me a small vial with a dropper, this time green. He claimed it would make the baby normal, compliant. I could name it anything I wanted without fear of aborting it myself. Compliant? I asked hesitantly. Completely. Imagine never having to worry about your child disobeying your commands. He wouldn't be the brightest child, but <laughs> Cover far up from those stupid. tentacles. <laughs> yeah. Wear a dress. <laughs> you can't go to school with tentacles. <clears throat> He'd be able to excel in school, have a family. He'd never disobey you. I took the dropper from Arthur and told him I'd think about it. I hear Sarah's car in the driveway. I guess I have a decision to make. A child that is too much a mind of its own, not to mention I won't know what it'll look like when Sarah gives birth, or a comparatively mindless child, intellectually competent enough, but with no real will of its own. Arthur has indeed led me to a devil's fork in the end. I just want to read this one comment. Let the baby abort. Y'all should do missionary as frequently as possible and pay attention to her cycle. Might help. Might help. <laughs> Might help, bro. <laughs> What's it called? The the what method? The uh, was uh, rhythm. The rhythm method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, rather, the rhythm method is for not having a baby. I mean, in this guy's case, that might be. the I best. feel like maybe they shouldn't fuck anymore. At yeah, all. it is no like, more. <laughs> she should just th- throw herself down a flight of steps <laughs> every time they have sex, just in case. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh that's that cool. that sounds like some really bizarre creepy pasta like Yeah. I love that shit. Oh my god. Where did you find that? This Reddit. Is, uh, uh, that was from R No this Sleep. This is R No Sleep, yeah. Um and it was posted originally by Miles Castle. Yeah, it's it's not supposed to be real. I What? Just, just so what? you know, it's not real. Clutch you, my pearl. Wow, you ruined it, John. Oh, you man. ruined it. And there's like Close encounters of like the tenth kind. Exactly. <laughs> the eighth kind? Yeah. All right. Well, that's the show, guys. Thank you, Hugh, for coming on. Thank Yay. you, Lauren, thanks for coming for back. Me. We're back. We're going to do a few more of these this year for sure. Yes. Uh, thanks so much for listening and listen to our other podcast, Something Planet. And you can uh, find all the episodes of Mysteriousnesses on somethingplanet.com or pretty much any podcast app. Uh, also, we're probably going to go uh, live video soon. So if anybody's interested in watching live video, please let us know. So we can hurry up and do that shit for your entertainment. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great night.